You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Well, happy November, everyone. And uh, I can't believe how quickly 2020 has just flown by. Uh, I hope you had a fun and safe Halloween weekend, got your share of uh, sweet goodness. I witnessed firsthand how well Eastside's Kids Side and Junior High Ministry teams took care of our kids this past weekend as I watched them walk around with bags full of candy. Uh, whatever you may believe about Jesus, one thing that's irrefutable is the impact that he's made on our world and on our lives. And, you know, normally when somebody dies, their impact on the world just kind of immediately begins to recede. Someone observed not all that many years ago that our world had Bob Hope, Johnny Cash, and Steve Jobs, and today we have no jobs, no cash, and no hope. But Jesus' impact, think about this, was greater a hundred years after his death than during his life, and greater still after 500 years, and even after 2,000 years. He has more followers in more places today than ever. And there's actually like very little disagreement among historical scholars that Jesus was a real historical person who lived an actual life in the first century. But there's an aspect of Jesus' identity that many of us are a little more reluctant to embrace. And so over the next few days, I want to unpack and apply the reality that Jesus is truth. And right away, there's something inside of us that bristles a little bit with that statement. Why? Because we like options, you know, small, medium, large, Rare, medium rare, well done. Ever watch an SUV pull into a fast food drive-thru and then they drive across the street to another fast food drive-thru? Why? Well, we all know there's a whining, screaming little kid in the back seat who wanted another option. And their folks would rather give them the option than put up with their wailing and gnashing of teeth. We like options. So when somebody says Jesus is truth, it grates a little bit against the grain of people who like options. Um, Some would say, I'm okay with the idea that Jesus is a truth, but I'm not so comfortable with the idea that Jesus is the truth, because that sounds exclusive. That sounds to some intolerant in a society where one of our highest values is acceptance and tolerance above all else. And yet I want to show you how the Apostle John begins his eyewitness account of Jesus by going way back. He goes beyond Bethlehem all the way back to the beginning of time. And he refers to Jesus as the Word. And he writes in John chapter 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father. Now hear this, full of grace and truth. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Now, I'm guessing that very few of us are going around worried that Jesus is too full of grace. You know, that Jesus, he's just way too graceful. Nobody says that. 
But when you say that Jesus is truth, that raises all kinds of questions. It's like when, when Jesus was standing on the Roman governor's balcony after he'd been arrested and Pilate asked him, it's recorded for us in John 18, so you are a king? And Jesus responded, you say I am a king. Actually, I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. All who love the truth recognize what I say is true. And then Pilate asked, what is truth? What is truth? I mean, really, I mean, who's to say what's true and what's not? We're told everywhere in culture today that there are no real absolutes, are there? I mean, people say truth is subjective, it's relative. What's true for you might not be true for me. What's true for me might not be true for you. Truth is pragmatic. What works for me? What works for you? I mean, what is truth? I want to challenge you to just sit with that question today. What is truth? And I hope you'll join me over the next few days while we unpack the idea that there might be one ultimate truth in this world. And if there is, the implications are huge. God, I thank you to, for the privilege of beginning a new week with so many people just tuning in for a few moments. And I pray that you'll use these conversations this week to help us take a deeper, stronger, more accurate look at who Jesus is and the implications of that for our life. Lead us into truth. I thank you that Jesus was full of grace and truth. Help us to understand that at deeper levels this week. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me. And I hope maybe if this is helpful to you, you'll share it with someone. See you tomorrow.